Good evening, and welcome into the coziest basketball podcast on the planet. It is Thursday, February 2nd. The Nuggets are playing the Warriors, Steph Curry versus Nikola Jokic, and I'm missing it to bring this podcast straight to you. Now, if that's not love, I don't know what it is because that is beautiful basketball on both ends to the most poetically gifted offensive talents, not only in today's game, but of all time. And two of my favorite players to watch. I will, of course, watch that game, but it, it'll have to wait. It'll have to wait. Um, and that's all right. We've got a lot to get into in this one. We've got, uh, we had the all-star reserves announced tonight. And of course, your favorite player was snubbed. It's okay. Mine wasn't. Mine was an all-star starter. So I can't relate to you on that front. But we we got the list back. And, you know, Miami, you're pissed. Jimmy Butler didn't make it. Um, let's see, Atlanta, you're pissed. Trey Young didn't make it. Maybe you're not pissed. Maybe you wanted to trade him anyway. Uh, New York, you're confused. You're confused that uh, Randall made it over Brunson. I'm confused, at least. Um, L.A., you're screaming that AD didn't make it. Sacramento, you got snubbed because uh, you didn't have two All-Stars. You shouldn't have expected that. Although, I would have gone Fox over Lillard. But, obviously, coaches and players disagreed with you. There's a lot of snubs. There's a lot of guys I'm happy that made it. Um, There's a lot lot of it to cover. We're going to get into all of it. We last time we spoke, we covered Rivals Week, which whether that was whether it's valid or if those matchups that they force fed us were were worth the you know worth the TV time they they took up. I really liked it. I really liked it. And Saturday when we closed it out with um, the Embiid and the Jokic MVP duel, that was awesome. And it definitely gave Embiid a huge bump in the MVP race. Prior to that, I honestly wasn't taking him seriously. But now you have to. The NBA MVP ladder, which I don't know how much you put into it. They went ahead and bumped him over Tatum, which... No. No. I'm not trying to be a homer with that, but no. Uh, I'll rank those three as we get into it. We've got the Chick-fil-A chocolate milk. Um, this is a cozy episode. I'm telling you, we got the cozy set. The candle burned out, so none of that. We've got the lamp. It's a beanie, it's a beanie episode. It's freezing here um, in Texas, of course. Uh, but with, that all, with all of that out of the way, um, take a break. Get into some of the all-star snubs. All right, so I know you're just chomping at the bit to get into some of the all-star stuff here, but I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention uh, something that's weighing heavily on my heart. And I know we're here to talk basketball, but Tom Brady calling it quits. The most influential athlete of my lifetime Been playing football since I was born. My biggest connection to football and probably the lasting and it's just going to be a long time before somebody can can go above him 
in my personal athlete slash just human rankings. Um, and I don't know if I fully buy this retirement. Yeah, I know last year he kind of catfished us and uh, ended up coming back anyway. I still think there's like a like a 15% chance, not prior to next season, but hear me out here. He's on Fox. He's doing, he's calling games with Gronk. It's awesome. San Francisco calls in November. Maybe it's right before Thanksgiving. Brock Purdy, he's hurt. You know, Garoppolo leaves. They trade Trey Lance for a second-round pick. I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I made a prediction that he would go to the San Francisco 49ers the day before he announced his retirement, which was yesterday. So maybe I should just stop talking about it. But I just had to mention that. It was terrible, terrible news to wake up to yesterday. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Into some hoops. Into some hoops. Quick Celtics notes. Uh, Celtics-Lakers was awesome this last Saturday. You know, that was... That was like, I know, a year ago, as far as news cycle years go. That was, we can't talk about that at great length anymore. But I wanted to note that it was kick ass. It was awesome. Um, top three moments of that game were number one, LeBron James temper tantrum to end the game or to end regulation. Um, that's 1A, 1B is Pat Beverly pulling out the camera. That was an awesome meme. And then number three was, I don't know, just like never a doubt in overtime who was going to win that game. I don't know. It was just, it was just awesome. Number three, kicking the Lakers ass on primetime TV in Boston. That's it. That's the, those are the three. Um, Celtics beat the piss out of the nets yesterday. Um, that was badass. I think we went up like 30, like 30 to three, 20 it was like 27 to three. To start the game, I think we were closer to 50 than they were closer to 10. I think we won by 43 points to, I'm not going to pull up stats. Tatum got to sit the fourth quarter. There you go. That's your stat. Jason Tatum sat the fourth quarter. That's the stat because he never sits fourth quarters. And we were talking the other day on the show I do with Ryan. We were talking about how his minutes are out of control. He was fourth. In minutes last year, he led all players in the playoffs with minutes. He played in the Olympics two two off seasons ago. He just hasn't had a break in about 18 months. And then when you factor in the bubble and the shortened season that followed that, I know he's young and I'm not going to make excuses for him, but he was definitely out of gas in the finals and in the playoffs last year. I don't want to see that. So if we can continue this trend of just you know, taking care of business, um, beating the living hell out of our opponents in the first and second quarters, making it easy and uh, being able to sit and uh, later in those games, uh, that's going to be pretty valuable. Um, and so I was excited to see that. Plus, it's Kyrie in F Kyrie. That's it. That's it. He's one and nine since um, coming back to Boston and stopping on our center court. So not really, not really working out for him in since leaving Boston, but didn't work out for him when he left Cleveland and then Boston and now Brooklyn and he'll inevitably leave there. Um, so 
Brooklyn, not good without Kevin Durant. That's the Nets talk for the day. All-Stars. All-Star, we're going to get to the snubs. There's one glaring one. And if you've listened to the first couple of episodes, you know what I mean. I took a couple hours to breathe through it. I'm going to be okay, but let's get into some All-Star congrats first because that's more positive and that's the, that's the nice thing to do. All-Star congrats to Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, a.k.a. the perfect Celtic, the Celtics point guard in another world, in another life. I am wearing a Tyrese Halliburton jersey, and I am happy. I'm happier. 26 and 12 tonight in his return. 26 points, 12 assists against the Lakers. Lost by one. Not sure who this win was more important for. The Lakers, who are fighting for their playoff lives and probably for the next week fighting to show front their, their front office that they should make a trade and try to bolster up their uh, roster heading into the second half of the season. Um, you know, LeBron's been very adamant in the media about it. But the Pacers, Pacers are right there in the East. They're right in the thick of it. Uh, this is a team I think a lot of people wrote off prior to the season and probably for good measure. They were looking to offload some of their top players um, everybody knows about the Buddy Heald, Miles Turner trade idea that was pa- passed around back and forth. That offer was legit. And so I can't blame people if they had just totally written off this idea that Indiana wanted to be competitive. Um, it just didn't seem like it was in the cards for them. But there are. And I don't think they expected Halliburton to be this good this fast, but he certainly was. And this brings me to my next guy. All-star congrats. Demona Sabonis. Um, Demonis Sabonis and I tie these two together obviously because of the trade that sent them that, that swapped them between Indiana and Sacramento and everybody I think is quick to say that Sacramento lost that trade and I, I don't buy it I think this is just I just think we're not used to seeing two teams both win a trade you know we're used to one team kicking the other team's ass you know, a la Minnesota and Utah with the Gobert trade and the plethora of first-round picks and the Walker Kesslers. And we're used to the Brooklyn and Boston trade. We're used to just teams getting fleeced. That's been that's a hot NBA word is fleeced. Neither team got fleeced, right? I think when you look at Sacramento, they already have De'Aaron Fox. And it's not like those two couldn't have coexisted. But Halliburton wouldn't, wouldn't look like this like how he does now in Sacramento playing next to Fox. Fox would still be the lead guard, and they knew that. And it's not to say one is better than the other. I would go Halliburton. I would say Halliburton is better than Fox at this point. Um, different skill set. Halliburton's a better playmaker. Um, but Sabonis makes sense in Sacramento. And they're the third seed in the West, and they're performing better than Indiana. So... To say that Indy, that Sacramento lost that trade, I think, is just probably because it's Sacramento and they're easy to make fun of most years. And yeah, I get it and I agree. Sacramento has been a laughing stock through the DeMarcus Cousins era and prior even. Um, but hey, that was a great trade, a kick-ass trade for both sides. And I think it's time we just acknowledge that. They're each all-stars and they just... They just have different skill sets. They just fit 
different needs for their teams. And right now it looks like Sacramento in the short term, at least is the beneficiary of those deals. And then when you look at it as a, as a whole, what they've done in addition to go get Kevin Herter, I mean, they're Sacramento was, they have, they light the beam like every night in Sacramento. It's awesome. They're an awesome team to root for. They're the third seed in the West. I think they're legit. I wouldn't call them a title contender, but um, I mean, we have more than enough sample size to know that Sacramento is 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 a legitimate uh, playoff team. Julius Randle for the Knicks. Um, congrats, but also why? Also why? Because because Jalen Brunson. I just would have gone Brunson, and I'm not going to get into some long-winded debate or pull out the numbers between comparing both of them. I just think Brunson's more important. Now, that being said, Randall's been there longer. Randall is kind of... I'm not going to call Julius Randall a franchise cornerstone, but he has been the... um, He has been that for them, I guess. In, it's he's been their own little weird version of that. And he's kind of their rock who they lean on. But Brunson's really coming to his own and is starting to have a lot more 30-point games. He is clearly their lead playmaking guy. He's clearly missed in Dallas. That's irrelevant to his all-star case. Maybe it's not because uh, letting him walk was... And I don't know if you were ever going to get him to stay being the connection to New York with his dad. And, you know, they threw a crap load of money at him, but Dallas should have just just sucked it up and done that as well. Um, yeah, Brunson. I would have gone Brunson there. And but I'm not mad about the Randall thing. I knew the Knicks weren't going to get two All-Stars despite the fact I thought they had a case. Um and this kind of gets into why I think why I think the NBA should reconsider the all-star size, the all-star roster size, and probably look to bump it to 15 teams or 15 players. Um, when we d- created the all-star game, the league was a lot smaller. There was a lot less players, and the league was a lot less talented. Everything about that has changed. The league is bigger. There are more players, and there are way more talented players. And the roster size used to be 12. Of, of just regular teams. Now regular teams have a roster size of 15. I think the all-star roster should re- should reflect that. And we wouldn't have so many of these snubs because there's quite a long list. But when you get into it, it's like maybe just the qualifications for what an all-star is have just changed. Um, that doesn't excuse James Harden not being a, an all-star. It doesn't. I, I'm skipping ahead, but it doesn't excuse that. And we're going to get into that. Um, Laurie Markkinen. Congrats. Um, if you told me prior to the season that Lori Markkinen was an all-star, I would say, oh, so the NBA requires like the home, the host city to have an all-star now? Was he like, a, like an injury replacement, like a third injury replacement? You know, but no, he's earned it every bit. Some people had him in there as a starter. I disagree. Uh, I don't think he's been that good, but he has been awesome. And he's definitely earned it. He's, he is above being just a hometown pick. He is kick-ass. He is awesome. This is who Chicago thought they drafted. And 
I bet this is who Chicago wishes was still on their team. But I think they gave up on him too early. That, But a, a little bit of also change of scenery has helped this guy immensely. Um, I love Laurie Markin and he's like, he's like, I hate to say it, God. He is like Dirk Nowitzki light. The light version, you know. He's the free version. He he's Dirk Nowitzki with ads. Lori Markinen is Dirk Nowitzki with ads. Yeah, when you can't afford the full version on the App Store because your iTunes gift card ran out, you get and you can't afford Dirk. You get the free version. You get Lori Markinen. He's he's like Dirk with ads. That's Lori Markinen. Um, those are my All Star congrats. Going to take a quick break. And then get into some of the snubs. And um, and I'm, I'm pissed, man. I'm pissed. I'm pissed about James Harden. James Harden is not an all-star. The year 2022-23, James Harden is not an all-star. I have a problem with it, and it's not just because he's my favorite non-Celtic. I have a problem with it because it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Drew Holiday is an all-star. On what effing planet has Drew Holiday been better than James Harden? Explain to that. Explain that to me. Seriously. I need an explanation. James Harden is infinitely better than Drew Holiday offensively. I give you the defense. Drew Holiday is a much better defensive player than James Harden. And sometimes James Harden sometimes he chooses to be a traffic cone on defense. Look, James Harden is capable of like mediocre defense. Um, but he carries like, I, I'm not going to pity party uh, James Harden, the former MVP of the league too much here. The load he carries offensively, 22 and 11 on damn good shooting for the third best team in the East, which I know standings wise, they are the third best team. Give me Philly over Milwaukee. Milwaukee has been so shaky. Uh, And then meanwhile, Milwaukee or Philly is like shooting up out like a rocket recently. Um, and a lot of that's thanks to Joel Embiid, who is a top three um, MVP candidate for me. For me, this year he's been kick-ass. He's been awesome, and it's not just Drew Holiday, man. Let's look. Let's take a look at this. I can't even remember some of these guys. One, we 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 go by conference, which I know it's it's what we've always done, and with the NBA, it, the story is it's what we've always done. Well, we can't shorten the season because this is what we've we've always played eighty two games, and we I actually can't believe we that the, the playing tournament exists because that's not what we've always done. Um, but more games equals more money. So the the only catch is if there's more money involved, we can we can go against history. But we we go by conferences just for us to put all these guys into one pool. And then they get drafted by the two top vote getters anyway. 
So why don't we ditch the conferences? Because just because you're in the West doesn't mean you get to be an all-star, Paul George. Okay. In this case, and I know I just went on a Lori Markin Love Fest. I think Markin probably, I don't know. The Jazz are playing well, man, but James Harden's better than Lori Markin, dude. Come on. And now I'm picking it, you know, I'm nitpicking, but, and it's just the all star game, but it, it, it matters. Historically, like we always go back and we look at these guys, how many times they were an all star. Were they a starter? You know, and we end up using it for their historical legacies, their their cases as a top 10, top 20 player. So it does matter, you know. Um, maybe we're starting to get into a phase where it won't matter so much, but, you know, you could argue that the ex- exclusivity of the All-Star game is maybe going to put more weight on the importance of it in people's minds. Um, I know that going forward, I'm probably looking at it with, I mean, I don't know, just taking a, Take just taking it with a grain of salt. Um, some guys in the past have made it as an all star as like a, a third or fourth over injury replacement, right? You know, the guy, the starter gets hurt, so we injury replace him and then he gets hurt and then we injury replace him. And you know, I don't think we're going to have a lot of that this year, thankfully. Uh, guys have been for the most part been healthy, really, no catastrophic injuries yet this year. Knock on wood. Um, but I don't know, man. Congrats to Jalen Brown, in which I, we knew that he was an all-star. He probably had a case. He had more than a case to be a starter. The Nets get two starters. The Nets who just got absolutely ass-waxed in Boston last night have two starters instead of the Celtics. Okay. Kyrie Irving. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, that's fine. <sighs> Let's just, and this is now I'm just picking on Drew Holiday. Seriously. I'm just going to pick on him for another minute. James Harden averaging two more points per game. Uh, James Harden averaging f- four more assists per game. James Harden shooting better from the free throw line, better from the three point uh, line, and shooting just as good. Um, on twos turns the ball over at the same rate while having extremely higher usage um, than Drew Holiday Uh, James Harden averaging the same in steals and blocks so I know counting stats on defense aren't really that important when you consider uh, defensive players impact Um, but also they are um, because we're totally buying into Jaron Jackson as being the defensive player of the year because of his blocks per game numbers, but we won't get into all that. Um, look, James Harden just is just infinitely more important and it's the all-star game. And when I think of guys who are really good, but maybe have the most boring play style and most boring game, Drew Holiday comes to mind. Okay. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Um, I also hate the Bucks, so think about that. Take it with a grain of salt. I hate the Bucks. Um, if I could make Giannis sit out the All-Star game, I would. Um, seriously, I would. We already kind of talked about Brunson. Um, Trey Young. Trey Young feels like a top five 
playmaker in the NBA because of how how many assists he racks up and uh, he's a great passer. He really is. He's a great passer. Um, feels like he should be an all-star over Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is the one here where I'm just like, coaches love him and I guess players might love him too. I don't, but I, I, I think he's a great player. I think he's very important to the Bucs. Um, I don't know if he's an all-star. This is like when this is like when the Hawks had four all-stars and it was just because. Like in 2014, when they had the best record in the NBA, it was like, let's, let's give the Hawks four all-stars. Okay, that was that was dumb. Um, and looking back, guess what? It was dumb. And looking back on this, we're going to be like, oh, Trey Young and James Harden sat, the all, sat out the all-star game one year. Yeah, that was dumb. Siakam, also better than Drew Holiday. I've not ever been the biggest Siakam guy. I don't think... He's anywhere near the level of the other best forwards in the NBA. I think he's a top 15 to 20 player, but I think the gap between being like a top five and top 15 is pretty, pretty, pretty damning. Like there's pretty big jump off there. No shade to be in the top 15 or 20 guy. If you are, then you usually make the all-star game, which I feel like he should have this year. Um, Toronto probably has won wins maybe six games without, Siakam. Um, Toronto, who might be a totally different ball club in about a week. Uh, Siakam is awesome. Uh, the case for maybe breaking up the, uh, or just ditching the conferences when it comes to all-stars is uh, Anthony Edwards didn't make it. And maybe he makes it. Uh, maybe Jared Fox makes it. Uh, if we just ditch conferences. I don't know. The, the biggest thing is we should expand the roster size to 15 players. NBA roster sizes are 15 players. So to have the all-star game not reflect that, and I get it. The game is only 48 minutes. Um, it's tough to get 15 guys real airtime in the all-star game, but really it's becoming more about just having it on your resume. And if you only play four or five minutes in the all-star game, whatever. That's whatever. You're still you still made it. Um and if the starters play most of the game, yeah. Seems about fair. That's the perk of being a starter. Uh that's it on snubs. If if I missed your guy, he probably didn't deserve it. That's it. He probably didn't deserve it. Drew Holiday and Bucks fans, sorry. Sorry I had to do that, but James Harden not make not being an all-star is just asinine. I'm not going to go there with Trey Young. Guys clearly don't really... I don't think guys really love to play with Trey Young. And maybe that's what it comes down to. He was like the 12th ranked guard amongst player vote. So obviously none of his own teammates were really pulling for him. I think DeJounte Murray likes him. They make cool Instagram posts together. That's cool. That's cool. I hope they like like each other. Uh, Atlanta just gave up, you know, just sold the the freaking house for Jante Murray, three first round picks, just for him to go on Stephen Jackson's dumbass podcast. Okay, sorry, sorry, but then parade around. I'm 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 just upset. He was parading around about how 
horribly he was treated in San Antonio and how, oh my God, he had to sit behind Tony Parker. Dude, you sat behind one of the best point guards of the last 20 years, not behind, you, you weren't sitting behind Pablo Prigioni, okay? And you, you, let's face it, you weren't that good when you came into the NBA. You were somehow even more scrawny than you are now. Seriously. Uh, and DeJounte Murray is a fine player. He's acting, he's got this superstar mindset, you know, between how he went at Paolo Bancaro in the offseason, which, I'm sorry, give me Paolo Bancaro over DeJounte Murray a hundred times over. Rookie Paolo Bancaro over sixth year DeJounte Murray a million times over. Sorry, he's better than you uh, and will be infinitely better than you in about three years. Um Rising Stars game. That's going to be a thing. G-Leaguers are in it again this year. Scoot Henderson's going to be in it. Saw somebody make a case for uh, international players to be in it. I understand. You want to see Wembenyana in the, in, in the game? Not going to happen. The NBA wants to incentivize guys to come play in the G-League, which I think is great. Have you watched college basketball? It sucks. I have been the... I have been unfortunate enough to watch a lot of Big 12 uh, college basketball, which I guess if you're going to watch college basketball, the Big 12 is pretty good conference. I heard on the telecast the other night they called it the best. I've seen Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech just recently. And I can definitely speak for Texas, Texas's case. There's not a whiff of NBA talent on that floor. Nope, nope. And they're like the tenth ranked team in the, in the in the in the nation. There's not a sniff of NBA talent on that floor. So more guys going pro, especially in the G League. I think that's good. I think it's good that our top two guys in this upcoming draft are not coming from college, and that. I think four of the top five aren't coming from college because there's kids in overtime elite who are coming straight to the NBA. And that's awesome. The NCAA sucks and college basketball is a bad product. Even March Madness sucks, but we are conditioned to watch it. I'm part of that group. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to make a bracket. It's going to bust on the first day because the best teams don't win. I'm done. I'm done with my rant on college. That's it for my all-star snubs and um, all-star congrats. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and talk about uh, LeBron breaking the record next week and kind of wrap up and uh, and get out of here. So my favorite thing right now is the TikToks that people are making about how LeBron's going to potentially break the all-time scoring record. It's it's a weird moment, and I think we're going to look back on it and just be, and maybe just miss it. This is the last time, or I don't know the best way to say this, but when is the next time that somebody is going to break a record of this magnitude? Seriously, I mean, 
This is probably the most vaunted record in the NBA. In basketball, the all-time scoring record. And it's going to be broken by a guy who can't score, or, or so I'm told. LeBron is, we spoke a little bit about Brady earlier. LeBron is one of those athletes for me. I love LeBron. He is far from perfect. His off-the-court stuff, you know, I, he's done some amazing stuff. Um, sometimes maybe he's, I'm not going to call him too outspoken. I think LeBron is a smart guy who, LeBron, let me just put it this way. LeBron is just awesome. And I think that we're in a LeBron love phase right now. And I hope we don't have to go back to the days of discrediting him and pushing him to the side. Um, Because I don't hear a lot of that anymore. Um, And I don't think a fifth or a sixth title is going to change anybody's minds about whether he's the GOAT or not. I think at this point you've either made up your mind and he's the best player of all time to you or he's not. And either way is fine. I'm not going to really, I'm really not going to have the debate. I I say I will. I'm not going to have the debate. It's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And you could pull out 75 different arguments for him and for Jordan. And you could pull out probably less, but you could pull out some arguments for Kareem. I've seen the I've seen people make the case recently for Kareem. Kareem's got a ton of accomplishments and he's kind of the accolade king. Um, but the all-time scoring record is probably his biggest accolade, and it's about to go away. Um I don't want to like make I mean, I don't know. Every, you know you know about LeBron, right? I'm not breaking any news here. But it's just a, a moment, a special moment that I don't, you know, we always, it's almost become a joke now to say, hey, don't take LeBron for granted, right? But seriously, don't. I mean, so he, no matter how, how you rank him, he's in your top three all-time greatest players ever. The other two are long retired. The other guys in the top 10 are you know, for the most part, long retired. And, you know, we just, there are other great players playing the game right now. Um, we're in a, we're lucky to watch a sport, watch a league that has so, it's so deep now, right? Luca is going to be here for 20 more years. Well, he said he 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 disagrees with that notion. Um, but guys like Luca, Giannis, Jokic, um, Tatum, um, leagues in good hands. And that's not that's just that's just like the cream of the crop. We're 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 not even getting into the well, we still have Embiid. We have guys like Devin Booker. Guys like Devin Booker aren't even like considered some of the best players in the league, and they're awesome. So we have just an awesome league, and I think the league's in good hands. And uh, so, when LeBron goes, I think I think there was at one point a, uh, there wasn't a clear vision for like what is the league uh, gonna do when LeBron retires. We're also gonna have a few years probably of Curry. 
actually, I think those two probably retire about the same time. Durant included. Um, you know, I. Man, scoring record next week. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I do plan to have my butt in a seat in front of a TV that's playing it, whether it be Tuesday against Oklahoma City, which that game has now been uh, upgraded to TNT, the national broadcast. Um, And, of course, everybody is kind of like rooting for him to break it in Milwaukee because, well, one, that's a bigger matchup. Um, And, of course, Kareem played both in L.A. and Milwaukee. Uh, I think this idea that he's going to break it with a hook shot, I think it would be badass, but I don't think it's going to happen because think about how many attempts it could take. Like, what if he misses the first one? When's, when has LeBron ever used a skyhook in an NBA game? Um, it is funny to see him practice it before games. So it would be funny and so LeBron if, if he did that. Um, but I don't know. I think it'll probably be Tuesday. I think the the league would probably issue a fine or be pretty pissed that they put that game on national TV and he doesn't play. Um, this is just a good good chance to showcase the Thunder, who are just the young gun Thunder. Josh Giddy, SGA. It's a fun time. Fun time to be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Um, excited. Excited for it. It's just not just not something that happens all the time. And I know, like we we know it's going to happen, and we've been we've been knowing that, right? Like it's not a surprise. I think a couple of years ago, people thought it was still a stretch that LeBron would still be playing, and that he would be playing at such a high level to where he would be able to break it. Um, over his last ten, just his last ten, as he gets closer and closer to the record. Um, almost 35 points a game, 34.4. Um, he brought that number back down tonight because he only had <laughs> 38 year old LeBron only had 26 tonight. He only had 26, seven and seven, but you know, uh, 34.4, uh, while getting nine boards and over eight assists, uh, almost a steal and a block in the last 10. Uh, most of those 10 were without Anthony Davis. AD is back and is much, much needed. Much needed. Um, and I'll tell you what, man. I, I joked about LeBron's temper tantrum and the oh-so-crummy Lakers earlier. When I was watching that Celtics-Lakers game the other night and AD was back on the floor... Tell you what, still scary. LeBron and AD being two of the five on the opposing team to close out a game, still scary. Um, Don't want to face it. And it's an if, and it's an if, and it's an if, and it's an if. But if AD is healthy and back for the long haul this season, I don't want to see them in the playoffs. Lucky enough, the Celtics play in the West or in the East. And I don't think they're good enough to make the finals. But I would welcome a Lakers Celtics finals. It's awesome. It's, 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 
It's incredible. I'd rather play the Lakers than the Warriors. Um, well, I don't know what. I don't know which team I would rather face. I think I would rather just see a Lakers Celtics finals, but um, my preferences aren't important right now. Uh, but LeBron is sixty three points away. By his standard, he would break it. Um, next Tuesday against OKC. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. See what happens. Maybe he like kind of chills out for the next couple of games and saves it for Milwaukee. Maybe it's the first back, first basket he take he makes in uh, Milwaukee. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be cool to see how it plays out. Um, it'll probably, if you're watching, you know, like, like nighttime network television, it'll probably like flash across your screen and overtake whatever you're watching. Kind of like when Aaron judge was, um, close to breaking the home run record last year. And he kept, um, he kept messing it up. He kept striking out or just fouling, fouling it, uh, or, you know, hitting a, a fly ball or whatever. Um, when he was trying to break the AL home run record and it was like all ESPN programming, didn't matter what you were watching it was just getting overtaken by, um, Aaron judge at bats. This is a little less like that because it's just going to happen and it's going to be over. Right. It's not, it's just going to be like, Hey, if LeBron is two points away, we're going to put the camera on him and we're going to overtake whatever, you know, crummy, uh, college basketball game we're watching, which you should be thankful for. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, LeBron is not going to be here forever. I'm excited to see how the final years of his career play out. I'm still pissed that he, uh, he screwed himself with that contract extension to stay in LA, but also not be able to get traded this year. But also, do you think he really would have gotten traded this year? Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, hell no. To break the record in L.A., that's such a big deal. Plus, for so long as they have Anthony Davis, whether he's, you know, healthy or not, they're going to convince themselves that they're worthy of uh, of keeping them both. I don't know. I think going forward, it's something to watch whether he leaves or not. If I had to bet on it, I'd say he's in L.A. all of next year, too. Because that's when um, Ronnie will be playing out his college season. After that, though, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he's technically signed through that next year, but you know, we all know that doesn't mean anything. He could request a trade. Um, he could do anything he wants to. He's LeBron James. He's if you wanted, if his son gets drafted by um, Indiana, he's gonna go to. He's gonna. He's gonna make his one to Indiana because he. Because he can, and he should. Those two playing together would be incredible. And then that would be probably the storybook ending to wrap up the, I'd say the most successful career, all things considered, um, in the NBA. That's it. That's it for today. Um, getting a little, getting a little, um, not emotional. I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just uh, reminiscing and getting excited at the same time for the record to be broken. So 
that's going to be it for me. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope your favorite team or hope your favorite player made the all-star team. Um, if you didn't, sorry. If, and if I didn't mention him, he definitely didn't, shouldn't have made it. Uh, cause I mentioned a lot of guys. So, um, thanks for joining. See you next week.